What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to an all-new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we're diving into some of the most unusual missing person cases from the shocking disappearance of Charlie Ross to the American Diatlov Pass disappearances. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lees. Today, we're continuing our series, and this week, we are talking the unsolved disappearance of Natalie Holloway. To stay up to date with all my content, check out the Twitter account, True Crime NS, and also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button and let us know your thoughts on this case. Today's topic is the disappearance of Natalie Holloway. We will have a lot to talk about. Just like the previous episode, we will cover the mysterious disappearance of a young woman who had great potential to be an amazing person. We will go over about who she was, how she grew up, her background, and we'll dive deep into what happened, how it happened, why it happened, and who was involved. We'll go over into the details, the facts, the history behind it, this, the mysterious people involved in this case, and most importantly, why and how Natalie Holloway disappeared. To get started, let's give you a little bit of information about Natalie Holloway, and how her disappearance affected everyone around her, and even the world. In this episode, we will talk about how someone disappearing will change everyone's life around them. We will see how hard it is to deal with a loved one disappearing out of nowhere. We'll understand why we fear so much traveling to other countries, traveling to the unknown, and being out of our comfort zone. We will see how much it hurt to not know what happened to your loved one, 
it hurts bad to know that the person who committed such horrible crimes is not being punished for this one. There's a lot of theories out there, ideas, comments, and more. This case hit national and global news. But even like that, no concrete answers were found. This is the story of a desperate family who got really hurt with the disappearance of her daughter. Natalie would be 35 years old this year. After so many years being dis missing, so many lawsuits in place, and so much pain, let's get into her story. Natalie Ann Holloway was born on October 21st, 1986 in Memphis, Tennessee. She was the oldest of two kids whose parents were Dave and Elizabeth Holloway. In 1993, her parents divorced, so she and her younger brother Matthew were raised by her single mom. However, after seven years, in 2000, Elizabeth married George Twitty. George was a big and important businessman who came from Alabama. After long and deep conversations with Elizabeth, the couple decided to move to Mountain Brook, Alabama. Even though a lot of changes happened in her early childhood, Natalie was very de dedicated to her studies, school involvement, friends, and family. Natalie was a member of the National Honor Society, the dance squad from Mountain Brook High School, and participated in several other extracurricular activities in her school. She was a very involved and smart student, as well as a very loving daughter. It comes to see that she was very smart when I say that she was scheduled to attend the University of Alabama on a full scholarship. She was going to pursue a pre-med career, and she wanted to be a medical doctor. Now that we know about her background, let's get into the sad story of her disappearance. It all starts with her being very successful and earning her parents' trust by doing her homework, participating in those extracurricular activities, volunteering, and getting into one of the best schools in the country. Her parents were very proud of her and decided to reward her with a trip to Aruba in the Caribbean. It is worth mentioning that the following sequence of events were not sponsored by the school, even though 124 fellow graduates from Mountain Brook High School went on this trip. This was an unofficial five-day graduation trip, where all these students wanted to celebrate and spend a few more days together after each one of them followed their paths to different schools from all over the country. On May 26, 2005, all of these students arrived in Aruba. There were a few chaperones with the students to make sure everything was fine and the whole trip went well. They were there to make sure the students were safe, had food, behaved well, and just had a good time overall. Not really there to crack down on them for random stuff. However, it is worth noting that they were not supposed to keep up with every move the students made. They were only supposed to check in once or twice a day to make sure everything was fine. This usually was around dinner time where the group usually had dinner with each other together. People around <coughs> were mentioning that the students were engaged in wild partying, drinking, and a lot of moving around from room to room. The Holiday Inn Hotel that they were staying at even mentioned that they were not going to welcome students from that school under following years because of how bad they behaved. As we get closer and closer to Natalie's disappearance, I must mention that people around noticed that she drank all day and every day. She started her days with cocktails in the morning, but would skip breakfast for drinks. A few of her classmates even agreed that her drinking was a bit too much. With all that being said, Natalie was last seen by her classmates at around 1.30 a.m. on Monday, May 30th. Now, 
band with these names. She left the Orange Stad Bar and nightclub Carlos and Charlie's with a 17-year-old boy named Johan Vandersloot. He was a Dutch honor student who was living in Aruba and attending the International School of Aruba. In the car was, were also his two friends, brothers, 20-year-old, 21-year-old Deepak Kalpo, who was driving, and the owner of his car, of the car, and his younger brother, 18-year-old Satish Kalpo. Natalie was scheduled to fly home on that same day, but she never showed up in the airport. After being reported missing, the authorities found her packed suitcases and her passport in her hotel room. The local police started the search for her all over the island and water, but she was not found. Natalie's mom and stepdad were tracking her flight to make sure she would get home safe, but right after they noticed something was wrong. They immediately flew to Aruba with some friends on a private jet. They were worried and wanted their daughter back home safe with them. With only a few hours in Aruba, they presented to the local authorities a name you might remember, Johan Vandersloot. They not only had his full name, but they had his address. And by talking to people around the hotel Natalie was staying in, they found out that she left with him that night. It was all recorded in security cameras as well. They took two police officers with them and went to his house to ask questions about what happened that night. Surprisingly, Joran denied knowing Natalie's name, but he had a story to tell. He said they drove her to the lighthouse area because she wanted to see sharks, and then they drove her back to her hotel at 2 a.m. But right when she was leaving the car, she fell but refused to get their help. So they started driving away when they saw Natalie being approached by a dark man in a black shirt. They immediately started to search for her. They had hundreds of locals and international volunteers joining efforts to find Natalie. The Aruban government gave thousands more people to help on the search. The Dutch Marines searched for her on the ocean. Local banks raised thousands of dollars to support the volunteers. Elizabeth was provided with housing and coincidentally, she stayed in the same room her daughter stayed for the past few days. She then moved to a presidential suite at a different hotel. Differently from what Yaron had said, cameras did not spot Natalie around the hotel that night. But there were a lot of statements saying that cameras did not work all the time in that hotel, so it was hard to tell if it was true or not. So they kept searching for physical evidence like hair, blood, clothes, and any evidence that could connect to her disappearance. A possible blood sample from the car she was in that night was taken, but ended up not being blood. The police were doing everything they could to find any evidence. Even American law enforcement cooperated with local authorities since the very first few days. And they started, stated that American reporters were in constant contact with the Aruban authorities. That is how the case hit national and international news. Only a few days in, and the whole world knew something terrible had happened. On June 5th, the local authorities made the first arrest, not being sure if the people arrested were truly involved in Natalie's disappearance. The local police found ways to arrest and question all of them. Two former security guards, Joran's father, and a DJ from a party boat were the first people arrested. But with nothing on them, they were released in about a week. Four days later, on June 9th, Joran and his two friends, the biggest suspects, were taken into custody. There was a lot of social and political pressure for them to be arrested. And after questioning them, the stories started to change a little bit, and they became even more suspects. About a month later, a George judge orders for the Kalpo brothers to be released, but Johan will be held in custody for another 60 days. 
few days later, hope was back in the air when the search authorities found strands of hair attached to a piece of duct tape. But, again, they were a negative match. A few months went by with searches and questioning, but no concrete answers or evidence were found. Yoran was released and the Kalpo brothers were rearrested, but they were quickly set free again. Six months later, Yoran and his father served civil lawsuits in New York because they were being accused of malicious and willful disregard of the rights, safety, and well-being. Even a year after her disappearance, the case was still on national news when Yoran went to Fox News to tell his side of the story to the world. He told everything since the moment they met all the way to the point where he dropped her off. It is worth mentioning that every time some sort of evidence was found, the three suspects were taken into custody, no matter where in the world they were. In February 2008, a situation happens that would completely change the course of this case. Dutch reporter, apologize I can't say his name right, Peter DeVry said that Joran said that Natalie had collapsed on the beach and died. They didn't know what to do, so they dumped her in the ocean. When the reporter said it was all recorded, Yoran insisted that it was all a lie and that he was testing his loyalty. Two years later, in March 2010, Yoran tried to make a financial agreement that would lead to crazy incidents during the following months. He asked for $25,000 and another $225,000 so he would tell the location of the body and say exactly what happened on that night. $10,000 were taken in cash to the meeting and another 15000 were wired to his bank account back home. But as soon as he had the money in hand, he said he was lying, where he quickly went to Peru. That was the moment that the authorities knew that he was a compulsive liar and gambler. He was always looking for easy ways to make money and scam people. While in Peru, Johan killed a 21-year-old woman named Stephanie Flores Ramirez in his hotel room in Lima. She wasn't found immediately, but eventually someone opened the room and found her body there. He tried to fight and escape, but he was then found in Chile and was taken into a high-security prison in Chile. During one of his court appearances, he pleaded guilty when he confessed that he had murdered Stephanie Flores. He blamed his actions on the extreme psychological traumas he had experienced early on in his life. The day after that, Natalie was officially declared by an Alabama judge while analyzing the whole case. And another day after that, Johan was sentenced to 28 years in prison and was forced to repay $75,000 to the family he took the money. Years after, there's been movies and shows adapted to Natalie's story. The media keeps covering the case, even though it has been considered over. The missing white woman syndrome became a popular term in the media, where people say that an extreme amount of money, time, and attention is paid to the cases of white women who go missing. It is said that they receive more support and resources than any other gender or color of people going missing. And that's a wrap for today's story. As we all should agree, crimes are never good and bring sadness to countless people. It is important, though, for us to try to understand the reasoning behind such tragedies and create awareness to avoid it from happening again. Let us know your thoughts on this case. What do you think happened to Natalie Holloway? Leave a comment in the comment section below. Hit the like button, and don't forget to subscribe. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this ad, or this episode. Uh, visit poddex.com and use promo code CINEMAGOLD for 10% off your order. 
Thank you, and we'll see you ne- uh, tomorrow for another episode. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.